Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, Notre Dame fans. Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly live on a Friday afternoon, 1.02 p.m. Eastern time. It's March already, Kyle. Uh, We're matching. We totally planned that. Um, Yeah, my friend. How's your week been? What's new? How you been? Been soaking up one of the, every one of these uh, dead period days in February, but I know it's going to... uh... From zero hundred, as the uh, kids say, pretty fast next yeah. week. Notre Dame gets off spring practice on uh, the seventh, and then it's pretty much uh, all hands on deck from there. So what? Notre Dame's first visit weekend will be, or the first on day of visits that we know of is that twenty third weekend. Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah, I know. Like Deuce Knight's coming in on the twentieth. Mark Zachary will be there on the twenty second, but. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't think we're expecting many recruits on campus until third week of March because all the students are going to be on spring break. Right. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the whole. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm still. We're running a little bit late. When I say we, I mean I. So I'm still putting together some of the stuff on the back end. But that's why I'm looking off to the side. But um, the the, the spring calendars is fascinating to me because Notre Dame practices, to my knowledge, March seventh, and then they get like a week off. Or excuse me, like a week and a half, two weeks. So um, they've done that in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're doing that again this year. Reading the chat real quick. Who's the overall priority recruit for the 2025 class? John Murray. Uh, always an interesting question. I will always answer with the quarterback. Uh, first of all, whether he's committed or not, that's the answer. Um, it, you know, but in terms of like an uncommitted guy, like it, it's, you know, it's it's kind of a clunky question to answer because it's not like there's a right or I guess there can be wrong answers, but like it's not like the staff sitting around and being like, all right, who's our most overall re- important recruit, regardless of you know, it's not really anything they uh, discuss. So I'll always go with the quarterback there. Um, it, it, I'm going to continue to read through the chat. I don't know if you have anything to add on that, Kyle. But Lotus says, "Damn, Mike." Been- okay, go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I got, th- I, I got three quick thoughts on that because All right, I like it. it came to mind. So I, I went in three three different thoughts here. The first one that came to mind was Nathaniel Wusu-Botang because he's the younger brother, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. But I'm like, well, you know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame can get away without having linebackers. And I'm like, well, be wide receivers. So Derek Meadows from Las Vegas, Bishop Corman, the top 100 potential five-star guy. If I had to guess, he's probably the number one priority for Notre Dame. And then I flipped back on the other side of the ball. I started thinking about in-state four-star edge rusher Damian Shanklin from Indianapolis Warren Central. I feel like those are three guys 
Owusu Boateng goes tinkling to Boateng, or sorry, especially Meadows and Shanklin, two priority guys because those are two major um, positions to need, not only on like Notre Dame's roster this year, but sort of in the future, and that includes the 25 class. Yeah, cool. Uh, Gene says, Mike, watching live for a change. We're glad you're here, Gene. Doesn't Deuce have the highest ceiling? So wouldn't on three rank in number one? Dude, I don't know. Why, why are you asking me, Gene? I, I don't do the rankings. You know, I, I, hell if I know. I mean, does he have the highest ceiling? I don't know. I don't. There's some other really darn good quarterbacks in, in the 2025 class, but ceiling's not the only thing. But I do, Gene, I, I don't know, man. Um, uh, Dynasty, Devi Cooked, good to see everyone um, in the chat. We're going to dive into today's regularly scheduled programming. Um, and of course we're going to talk rankings because I'm a glutton for punishment and I just continue to want to discuss these things. So on three did update their rankings, um, on Monday, I've talked about it in, in some videos this week, um, and articles and whatnot. Uh, I think the headlining news is Will Black going from a prospect just outside the, the, you know, the two hundreds to a five-star prospect, um, and Tim and I talked about this at length Wednesday, and so make sure you watch Wednesday's show. But the other thing I'll add is that when you talk to these rankings guys, like the earlier it is in the cycle, like the less important the rankings are. Like that's what they'll always tell you because, um, like these college coaches, oftentimes, not all the time as we see, but a lot of times make decisions on when they're, if they're going after prospects before their junior year of high school. On three, they start ranking the guys early. And on three, it goes for all the websites. Like, but they, they don't have to make their final decision on where they want to, how they want to view a recruit until after the kid even signs. Um, so it, it, it's really the earliest rankings are are not super important. So if you're wondering how do you jump that high, like, you know, the, those early rankings, you don't have as much data. Then you get that junior season, um, in that development is so crucial. Will Black, uh, the number one offensive tackle in the country, number six overall player. So uh, we okay. So it was, Feb- it was like February twenty first or twenty second. Kyle, I, I put on the board like here's my two players that I'm really vibing with. Um, like in terms of like these are going to be my Joe Alts of the class, right? And it was Ivan Taylor and Will Black. I had no idea what those guys were going to get ranked. Um, you know, a week later, Taylor went up 50 spots. Th- thought that one might happen. Kyle sent me the um, when we got the list internally, I think two days before the uh, the, the new 2025 rankings went public. Uh, he sent it to me. Um, uh, see, yeah, it's like Saturday, eight, eight or nine o'clock at night. I'm scrolling it. And Kyle like sends me like, oh my God. I'm like, what Kyle? It's Saturday at eight o'clock. Don't send me an oh my God text. I I, I just want to sit on the couch and I'm scrolling the rankings. And he said, did you see Will Black's ranking? And I'm like, no, I'm getting down to the 200 in a second, Kyle, where he's probably going to be. He's like, no, he's a five star. I was like, holy crap. Uh, so there's a little look behind the the, the curtain on, on an exchange uh, myself and Kyle had, but um, yeah, certainly surprised didn't expect that jump but um yeah he's a he's a toolsy prospect um so yeah what was your uh, first reaction when you saw that Kyle 
So uh, I know we were talking about before the show, I mentioned that I'm, you know, helping out with some NFL combine coverage this week at Blue and Gold. And before I even learned I was on that assignment this week, I've been listening to a lot of NFL draft content. And the one thing that has been talked about pretty frequently is how challenging it is to evaluate college prospects. You think about these NFL teams, you know, multi-billion dollar you know, franchises, their scouting departments, now departments are huge. I mean, they, I mean, the, the amount of guys on any team is there's could be 20 different uh, evaluators just looking at one prospect, you know, all those guys have different assignments, but it, my thing is they, they have so many unlimited resources, so much manpower, and they still get it wrong and they still probably get it wrong most of the time. And then you try to think about the job that Charles Powers and Cody Belair have um, through rankings guys of ranking high school kids where their bodies are growing, positions are changing all the time. You have a hundred different, different levels of competition. I mean, it's dang near impossible. And the fact that they even get some of these guys right is absolutely incredible. But with that said, I do. I, I was very surprised by the climb Will Black made. I remember you and I talking like, yeah, I mean, this guy could be a potential five sort of thing. Um, he's a guy that I think he's probably the best offensive. Well, I know I feel for certain he's the best offensive lineman in Notre Dame's class. I felt that way after watching his tape um, when he committed in December. But um, number six in the country and the best overall offensive tackle in the entire 25 cycle. I mean, that just blew me away. That's why I sent you that that text message on Saturday night. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe it. It's like, and this this ranking holds a lot of significance for Notre Dame as well because since on three uh, began rating prospects back in 2021, Will Black is Notre Dame's highest rank now. Um, before that, I think it was Gerby Lambert last year in uh, 2024. The number 18 overall guy, Jagasaw, was a five-star. Uh I know about before that with the on three industry ranking. I know Jimmy Clausen, Dan Chris were both like number one guy in their class. But yeah, how about uh I, I know we, we talk about this all the time, everyone always uh throwing shade at the on three rankings and I get too deep into it, but I feel like on three likes Notre Dame's class the best out of all um four major recruiting media services. Yeah, and and they did last year um for for 2024 and um i i see your guys comments you're like oh mike you're not or, or you're only saying that sorry let me mute this you're only saying that because that you know you're, you're just putting up your company guys i'm telling you that's not really the case do you see me out here defending the nil rankings whatever that even is like you know I, i'm not dying on other hills but the the, the rankings one of just you know being able to respect other people's opinions is a lost art. I mean, good Lord, dude, I was scrolling TikTok the other day. You guys know I'm a Swift. You love Taylor Swift. Um, and this girl, um, put her top, you know, she, she ranked, uh, I think it was the album like evermore, um, from one to 15 or favorite 15 songs. And you look at the comments and people are like putting that song at number 15 is criminal. And I'm like, good God, this is recruiting rankings or 
uh, the, 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 the best 10 items at Taco Bell, people, how dare you put the quesadilla at number nine? That's criminal. So bad. I mean, people are pissing their pants about these opinions. It's just like, I don't know what it is in our country and in and, and social media these days that everyone just wets themselves when it comes to rankings. And, and how dare you uh, disagree with my take? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why we can't just be like, wow, that's a, that's an interesting opinion by someone who's, you know, maybe informed on the topic. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, and I even kind of threw some shade at a message board poster. If you're watching this message board poster, I'm sorry, but you know, he said that he kind of like rivals rankings um, of Notre Dame's particular recruits the best. Be- and I was like, well, rivals also ranks those guys the highest. So, is it just the best? If you, the the best rankings are those ones that rank Notre Dame guys the highest, is that is that how it works? Uh, because if that's the case, then um, you know, like on one hand, we're gonna be like, all right, Notre Dame's guys should all be ranked higher. But on the other hand, complain that Notre Dame's not getting enough good prospects. Which is it? Should all of Notre Dame's three stars be five stars? Um, and if if that's the case, then why the hell isn't Notre Dame winning titles every year? But all right, there's my rankings rants. We're watching Will Black tape here. Um, the comparison, guys. How about this? This reminds us of peace on his profile. Will uh, Will Black reminds on three of, of Joe Walt. Um, who on three did rank the highest, by the way. Um, but yeah, Joe, uh, Will Black, man, I, I think it's just there. There's so much going for him. The the tape. The upside, the measurables, um, you know, him being 6'7", 280 pounds and how well he moves and, um, you know, and talking to Charles Power and, and you guys really should read that article where on where Power broke down the the four and Cody Belair broke down some of the most notable movers um, of Notre Dame's commits in the 25 class. He was, you know, just kind of uh, breaking down um, Black in, in particular being like, man, like he, 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 he looks and moves like this and still love his frame and, and, and how like when he gets bigger and he's at 310, 315 pounds and you know how well we still think he's going to be able to move. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a ballsy ranking moving him up this high. I love it. Um, it, it, it. It's a lot of fun for us, Kyle, when we're on this end of it and not like, oh, Notre Dame has CJ Carr ranked high or, or on three has a Notre Dame quarterback commit CJ Carr ranked high and then he drops and then it's like, my week is now hell and and maybe all of last year from that ranking. So it's, it's, it's definitely fun to be on this side of things. It is until he gets dropped. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I don't know if, how much further if, he can climb. If is the word. Yeah. But I mean, dude, just watching this guy's film. I, I love it so much because the, I, I'm glad you brought up the, the scouting comparison as well. Cause I just see Joe Walt, man. They, even their, the, they look the same, like without a helmet on. Like I can see it, and I remember when Will Black committed, I felt kind of, or I feel kind of now that I said that I think he could play guard, um, if necessary. I still feel that way, just because of how low, you know, he has a uh, a very strong center of gravity. I think he could play on the interior offensive line, but like. Then again, you just watch this guy, and he looks like Notre Dame's left tackle for the last three or previous three years. And I think that once Will Black gets to campus, he's going to be Notre Dame's offensive tackle for the next three years. This guy is an absolute stud. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, there were some other moves, uh, some up, some down. Joseph Reef uh, moved into the on three hundred. Went from a three star prospect to number two hundred forty overall. Ivan Taylor, I talked about. Um, he moved up fifty one spots. Deuce Knight um, moved down a little bit, but I always like to t- remind people like the the nat- you have national ranking, position ranking, and state ranking. State ranking really doesn't mean anything. Overall player means something for like the five stars. You need to be a top 32 to be a five star, which I don't really love, but it's whatever. Um, The most important is definitely the positional ranking. So like Deuce Knight moved down, I think 18 spots, um, but only one in the quarterback ranking. Like there's some kid from Pennsylvania jumped up. So a few slid down, like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, Let's see. I'm just scrolling. Elijah Burris moved up 30 spots in the position ranking, so he's a high three-star now. Uh, Davion Dixon moved down a little bit. Dom Hulak. Kookia moved up uh, a few spots, which was good. Sean Terry didn't love his slide down. Thought that strange, but you know we'll see senior season. And then Justin Thurman, um, one that um, I knew was or, or heard was coming, um, and uh, you know tried to stop it but you know I, again i don't really have any say in the rankings but um thought that uh he shouldn't move down but re- regardless um justin thurman's a fine prospect and one that notre dame's excited about so that's kind of the rankings um discussion so uh we will move on in just a moment but before we do i have to ask you guys some questions as i always like to do um are you a displaced corporate executive are you wanting to put your life and career in your own hands? Are you wanting to diversify if you're an experienced entrepreneur? Well, Andy Ludicky can help you out. He's a huge college sports fan, and he's owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using Andy's expertise, he's going to help you find your American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. So give Andy a call. Put your career in your own hands. And best of all, his services are 100% free to use. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Give Andy a call at 404-973-9901, myperfectfranchise.net. BVG should be coaches. I'm displaced, but not an executive. I mean, you can still give Andy a call and see if he can help you out. Um, So a couple of prospects putting Notre Dame in their top four rankings Kyle that I I think we both agree are fairly significant uh you got Mark Zachary from Indy Ben Davis a prospect who uh we've both now gotten to cover you you know most of the Midwest guys Kyle has the relationship with since he's able to drive and see all those guys in person I got to play some Fortnite with Mark Zachary on Sunday which was a ton of fun uh he's cracked at the game and uh a, a really awesome kid to interact with so he moved from the 200s into the top 100 uh overall rankings number 10 cornerback uh indiana for this 2025 class is pretty it's pretty strong especially at the top damian shanklin and mark zachary um yeah notre dame does not have an in-state commit yet uh, but seems to be in really good position for both zachary and shanklin more so zachary um at this point uh with his top four ranking uh you got florida michigan notre dame and cincinnati Uh, so this was the news that came out was it just yesterday so you get the news of the top four, Kyle. What were you thinking about this? I'm thinking that I still love Notre Dame, and I've felt that way since July. I've said that on the loose mosey message board since July. If I had to put a confidence percentage on my um, 
private crystal ball pick that might be coming public soon. I would put it at like 90. Um, I really like where Notre Dame stands. 90%? Dude, I feel really good about Zachary ending up at Notre Dame because the competition here, they can make things interesting on the official visits. Um, But I don't really see Mark Zachary going down to Gainesville to play in Florida, even though he and his brother grew up Gator fans. Um, Okay. You know, as for Michigan, they're interesting, but um, I, I think Notre Dame just recruited him way harder um, throughout the course of his recruitment. So that's why I think Notre Dame has the edge over Michigan. Cincinnati's the one that I'm a little bit curious about because he has a relationship, um, pretty strong relationship with Kerry Coombs, the defensive backs coach there. Coombs was at Ohio State before Cincinnati, well noted for producing a lot of Ohio State's first round cornerbacks like Denzel Ward um, and a lot of in the day for the Buckeyes, and I know that attracts uh, Zachary because he also grew an Ohio State fan. Um, you know, Cincinnati is about the same, I think. I'm not certain. Similar uh, distance with Notre Dame in terms of where Zachary is located there in Indianapolis. Uh, but that being said, like, I still I think Notre Dame's had the lead in this since July. I don't think there's been a school that's recruited Mark Zachary harder than Notre Dame. Um, if you're a Notre Dame fan, I, I think you should be glad that Ohio State wasn't included in this top four uh, because I think up until um, this winter that the Buckeyes were Notre Dame's biggest competition. But, you know, I'll add some context here, as I did on the loose emoji message board. Buckeyes already have three cornerbacks. They're all rated within the top 100. Uh, two five-stars with uh, Naeem, uh, Naeem Beaufort, I think, uh, saying. Yep. Don't really cover them, so I can't remember incredibly well. But and then um, another five star, Devin Sanchez from from Texas. So I think Ohio State naturally kind of fell out of the mix there because I don't know if the Buckeyes can take four corners in one recruiting class, especially other guys that can play safety and corner. And uh, I'm glad you're pulling up his filter because this is Mark Zachary wearing Ohio State cleats and Ohio State gloves. Back when I saw him play IMG Academy uh, back in the fall. Biggest thing about Mark Zachary, man, is you would think that going against these IMG Academy guys that are all national prospects, guy from Indianapolis would look a little overmatched, and that wasn't the case at all. I think they make an argument that Zachary was one of the best players, one of the best skill players on that field that day. Um, also, a really outstanding wide receiver, I think. Like, if Notre Dame ever got into a pinch, uh, which they have been known to do at the wide receiver position many times before, I think Mark Zachary could also play wide receiver. But I think this guy is an elite cornerback. And, uh, yeah, this would be a monumental recruiting victory for Notre Dame. Get a guy in state, keep him home, basically beating out Ohio State, Michigan, a lot of other schools for him. And uh, it would be nice to see uh, – Zachary's crosstown rival, Damian Shanklin, more central, follow him into the class. Okay. Yep, good deal. So top four, Michigan, Florida, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. With you, Kyle, I did log that public prediction for Notre Dame back in August. People are going to be talking about Mike Singer's August 2023 predictions for decades. They're going to build a statue, how hot I was that month on uh, on some of those predictions. We won't talk about the one that I missed. Only the ones I hit, please. Um, but 
Yeah, I think the ones that are still out there as possibilities, I think there's two left. It's Zachary and Bettis. Both are looking pretty good for Notre Dame. Already hit Strebig, Augustine, uh, Ivan Taylor, Flanagan, like a bunch of them. Um, so, and this was one at the time that I was like, guys, I don't really know. It's kind of 50-50 right now, but I'm just gonna, you know, throw it out there. It's, it's a prediction after all to have some fun with it. Um, and uh yeah, so Mark Zachary might make me look smart. So, Mark, I do <laughs> uh, appreciate that. If if you do, uh, if not, then you're dead to me. I'm kidding. Um there's something else I wanted to add. Oh, uh, I think he might visit Florida. I think for him, let me pull up his profile and see his his visit center. Like I can point all that off the top of my head. Sure he <laughs> I wrote all that this week. <laughs> um so okay, so he's got the official locked in. But he, you know, you're looking at Notre Dame, Ohio State, Purdue, George, like I think he wants it, – it's been a – first, it's been a lot of Midwest other than Georgia. I think he wants to see Florida before committing. Like, I, I think that he might want to check that off. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm definitely liking where the Irish are at with him. Uh, and then you got Cree Thomas committed. I talked to him last night, Kyle, and he's uh, super locked in with the Irish. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame cornerback recruiting has the potential to be really good. We've seen Notre Dame be in spots like this at various positions in the past, and then they just start missing. Um, you know, they just are not able to to win the recruitments. This is really important for Notre Dame with this cornerback spot to hit because they they're, they're we believe they're in the lead for Mark Zachary, believe they're in the lead for Dallas Golden. They already got Cree Thomas. Um, you know, there and there's other names out there. The the kid from Oklahoma, Tristan Haynes. Um, I believe Notre Dame still recruiting Jameer Joseph from New Jersey. Like there's, there's other cornerbacks out there. Um, they've expanded the board in the past. Like you just gotta, gotta land some of these guys. Um, so we will see how that goes. Uh, Captain and Coke. Fantastic drink, by the way. So it seemed to me all these recruiting websites are trying to put pressure on Deuce to visit Alabama, always looking to create problems. Um, I mean, if this is in regards to the, you know, that the video that the new on three video guy did, um, you know the the whole top five thing was was was, was you know some of the stuff in that video I did not agree should or I did not agree with and don't think that it should have been done but um, I mean the 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 kid was at the Under Armour Atlanta camp and they announced at that camp talking about Deuce Knight that there were over fifty media members at the camp and they had never had that many before so think about if you have fifty media members in this in this um, the camp was in Carrollton, Georgia, which it's called the Under Armour Atlanta camp. It's nowhere near Atlanta, but I digress. It's in between Atlanta and some of your major cities in, in Alabama. There were so many freaking SEC reporters. There's so many Alabama reporters, national reporters. Of course, everyone's going to talk to Deuce Knight and do their own stories on him. So I told you guys that it was going to slow down. There wasn't going to be as much Deuce Knight talk. There hasn't been really anything this week. So Look, if any media outlets are out here putting pressure on Deuce Knight to visit Alabama, they need to rethink their lives, get a new job, uh, because this is supposed to be journalism and not fanboyism. So, um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, moving along, Notre Dame has all, actually let's move to the other top four that came out. I think a little bit after our show last week, Kyle um, Madden Farimo, uh, top four. Okay, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Our pronunciation guy? 
Ferremo. Madden Ferremo. Okay. Top four, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, Oregon. Okay. So I want everyone to close their eyes. Okay. Just think about you have this beast Southern California inside linebacker who's considering Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, and Oregon. You would think Kingston Billy Amuasa. No, it's Madden Faremo, uh, who we're talking about here. That's his top four. Um, and no visits locked into our knowledge, but we if this is his top four, you would expect he's gonna take four official visits to these schools and 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 go from there. So uh, a big time prospect ranks as the number 54 player, number five linebacker per the on three industry ranking. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the recruiting prediction, mean get, excuse me, the recruiting prediction machine gives USC an edge probably warranted considering all of the visits. He's been there three times. Um, and that's three reported trips for Amos, not really much of a media guy. This top four thing, uh, was the biggest thing he's done. And, and, and I don't think he really does interviews. So this is the, uh, I don't know when the last time he did an interview was Kyle months ago, probably. Uh, so yeah. Thoughts on this one? I think you and me are in agreement that like Notre Dame is kind of like a sneaky contender here. Might be able to pull off this upset. And linebacker recruiting in general for the Irish is in an interesting spot. It is. I mean, this just reminds me so much of Kingston Villiamuasa last year, um, where I think publicly, uh, well, Kingston was much more open about his recruitment about than Faremo. I mean, Faremo does not really disclose any details into his recruitment to reporters and I talked to Framos head coach uh, back in January and he did not disclose any details about Framos recruitment. So Framos did tell to uh, Hayes Fawcett when he dropped the top four and gave some quotes about um, each one of those schools, if you want to dig into those, but back to William Wassa, um, just like him, Madden's very passionate about his faith. Was with Catholic school from SoCal. Um, I believe he is familiar with Billy Amuasa as well. So um, that is uh, very interesting for me with Notre But the, the one thing that I'm really watching here is I, I think Ohio State, just from not an, an incredible amount of what, like behind the scenes stuff that I've heard, but I feel like just some of the things I've heard and talking to our colleagues that Ohio State could be, a team to watch for him just because um, one, he made a priority to go visit Ohio state and make the cross country trip to Columbus during the season. And for a guy that doesn't take a lot of visits to make, make a visit like that, that, that seems really important. And I know uh, James Laurinaitis, uh, former Notre Dame GA who got promoted to linebackers coach at Ohio state is doing a incredible job in this recruitment. So I think we're looking at another Notre Dame Ohio State battle, but yet again, this is recruitment not a whole, a whole lot about. But I think when you connect the dots to a similar prospect last year with William Wassa, I think Notre Dame could find themselves in a familiar position with Faremo. Yeah, yeah, that would certainly be ideal. So. Yeah, uh, Michael says linebacker is interesting. Not sure who currently favors the Irish at this point. Uh, I think Notre Dame has a few that if they were like, all right, well, let's push all of our chips in on this prospect right now that they could probably land. But the the two that I'm told are like the top of the board, like can't miss, um, are Nathaniel Owusu-Boateng um, and Madden Faramo. 
Um, so those are like the two that Notre Dame is like, we, you know, the top of the board guys, but that's not to like say that there's not other important targets like Anthony Saka is Notre Dame would love to have him as well. Uh, you know, Christian Jones, Gavin Nix, um, who, um, you know, Kyle's written about this week. Chad Simmons wrote about him today at on three. Nasir Wyatt, Notre Dame's probably on the outside looking in. Um, Kyle, I'm sure there's other names coming to your head right now on the linebacker board. Antoine Dolores? Del- um, no, that's not. That can't be. Delorier? Del- Hold on. I said Delorier. it to you yesterday. Delorier. Yeah. So I, I, I wrote that article on him yesterday. Delorier. Delorier. So Antoine Delorier from uh, Canada, um, you know, French-speaking young man. This was first language um, in Quebec. So Antoine Delorier is definitely one is officially visiting um, in June. So yeah, several linebackers on the board. Linebacker and receiver is like the same to me right now. You got two committed at both positions. That number for total commits could go up to five. Um, and you have some top of the board targets at receiver like Derek Meadows and Raiden Vines Bright, and at linebacker you got Nathaniel Owusu Boateng um, and Madden Framo. I think the receiver just has a little bit more of a clearer picture because I think they're going to get Jerome Bettis. The Meadows one, I don't know. I mean, I only hear good things about where Notre Dame stands, but you know that's what I've been hearing since Ju- last June when I logged the prediction. Um, and he's only just blown up like crazy. So, you know, not really sure what is on his mind right now, but, uh, I like where the Irish are at. Chad Simmons wrote an article on Vines Bright today. I have not read it yet. Um, eager to check that out after this show. Uh, Jeremy says they are, they, they are going to bring in three linebackers. They could take, I mean, they have the two committed and Hulak and did I say that right? Hulak? Hulak. I'm going to get an angry message from Kyle. After the show, um, Hulak and Kia committed, and yeah, I, I could see, I could see them. There's a scenario where they could take five, which would be a ton, but I think it's more likely going to be four. But we shall see. Moving along, um, Kyle and and folks, if you've not done so yet, please hit the thumbs up on this video, subscribe to our channel for more content. Our offer for our podcast and video audience here is $1 for two months when you use the promo code UND1, the letter U, the letter N, the letter D1. UND1, if you're a first-time subscriber, there's your offer. A buck for two months really doesn't get much better than that. I don't think we have any deals uh, better than that. Um, If that doesn't interest you, we might have something coming up for Spring Ball at bloomgold.com, but... Uh, that I mean the dollar for two months. Yeah, it's that that's tough to beat. Uh, but moving along, the receiver. I was just talking about receiver recruiting, and Notre Dame offered an Ohio State commit. So we have our resident Ohio State recruiting expert in Kyle Kelly um, to talk about Boggs. Okay, there's the smile. You froze for a second, Kyle. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, 5'11, 190 pounds, four-star prospect, Coco, Florida. Um, and Kyle, you know, when Notre Dame offers an Ohio State commit, you're like, okay, that's cute, but let, let, let's be real. Notre Dame's not flip, flipping Ohio State commit. That's that's what you would think, Kyle. But as we know, there's an kind of an intriguing connection that the Irish have to this prospect. That indeed, and I believe you're referring to mate. Yes, 
Brady Hart, the uh, quarterback that just might be uh, one of the top guys on Notre Dame in the 26th cycle. He'll be up on camp- campus in uh, April. And uh, I don't know. Is Javon Boggs, is he going to follow him to South Bend for that trip, Mike? That's uh, possible. Um, so Hart, 6'5", 185 pounds. Notre Dame offered him in December. I'm hearing really good things about where Notre Dame's at with him. Um, so if like, – like, look – Let's just use logic here. Notre Dame, when they get their quarterback commits, it's usually early. I mean, CJ Carr like committed to Notre Dame before his junior season. So I think this 26, I think it's going to move fast. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame lands a quarterback um, in the summer. So if it's like June or something, and, and let, let again, we are speculating here fully. If Hart were to commit to Notre Dame in June, he he's going to start building this 26 class immediately. Who's his first call? It's it's Boggs. It's his teammates. Um, they were just state champions this past season. Like Boggs know what knows what Hart can do on the field. Um, so that's a, a really interesting one. Uh, and then Notre Dame offered another receiver. Uh, just so many receiver offers. Kyle Mike Brown just has <laughs> been working. I. I mean, you can only take so many, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. But Brandon Finney from Maryland, uh, McDonough School is is always loaded with Division One prospects. This is a four star player, offers from your typical schools in that you know area: Penn State, Virginia Tech, Maryland. A few of his top choices. You got to talk to him. You post a story at bloomingold.com. What'd you make of your conversation with him? Yeah, um, there there's a group of five schools that I think are sticking out to him. Um, Penn State, Georgia, Oregon, um, one, and uh, there's another as well. Yeah, Syracuse, he's going to visit um, this spring. But uh, Notre Dame, as soon as they offered, as they do for a lot of recruits, immediately caught uh, Finney's attention. Uh, visit in the works in the spring. Uh, that was as of early this week. I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe a visit set by now, to be honest, because uh, right away when he got that offer, he went to his dad and said, Dad, let's go to South Bend. I want to go check So, And you mentioned Mike Brown, the amount of wide receivers he's offering in this class. I love it. I mean, just keep expanding that board. Um, I know for recruiting fans, uh, it gets a little frustrating trying to figure out who the top prospects are and um, you know who Mike Brown prefers but Notre Dame needs wide receivers man there's no stone unturned in this five class to get some pass catchers for Deuce Knight and you know the future other Irish quarterbacks so another interesting option on the board we'll see if he gets a campus and as you know with many of these guys especially coming from a high academic school once they get up to Notre Dame one time you never know what can happen okay uh one um, question here from uh, Michael, and then we're going to uh, sign off for today. He asked, who would you say are Notre Dame's top two or three legit options at quarterback for 26, aside from Hart? So, I mean, they only have seven out. Uh, Jared Curtis, I'm sure, is a pretty long shot. Will Griffin just sent us, excuse me, set up several visits. His teammate, Justin Thurman, is committed to Notre Dame. I, I He's not coming to Notre Dame for one of those trips. I don't personally see it. Ryder Lyons, Notre Dame absolutely loves him. Um, but 
my personal read is that it probably doesn't end up being him. Um, but don't hold me to that. Um, but that's just my gut feeling. Troy Hunt's visiting um, at the end of the month. I think the Irish are in a really good spot for him. Noah Grubbs, personally, don't think it will be him. He's, I mean, he's visited campus a couple times. But my read is that he probably doesn't end up elsewhere. So the three for me right now are Brady Schmeigel, who visited in January. I think that Notre Dame could get him. Brady Hart, of course, who we just talked about, and Troy Hunt. So that would be my three with Ryder Lyons and Noah Grubb, certainly in the mix as well. Uh, but Will Griffin and Jared Curtis, personally, um, I, I don't think Notre Dame's a big contenders with those guys. But uh, Devin says, I think it's hard. Right now, if you made me pick, um, like if you were to make me put in a prediction right now, it would it would be hard. But what what do you think, Kyle? You you agree with me, or do you think something else? Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, you know, I think Ryder Lyons is a guy that they probably really want to get to campus and see what happens. But I just don't know when or if that's going to happen. Um, and the the one interesting thing I'm watching is there are a lot of really good quarterbacks in Florida uh, in the 25 or 26 cycle. Notre Dame's offered two of those guys and uh, Hart and Noah Grubbs. I definitely lean towards Hart being a more likely candidate for Notre Dame, but I'm right with you with Schmeigel and Hun. You know, Notre Dame's been incredibly successful in the past uh, recruiting uh, quarterbacks from California, so it wouldn't surprise me if they can pull off a recruiting victory for one of those guys again. I think Ohio State's a team to watch with Schmeigel, um, Hart. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of pull for him to stay in state. And then, uh, Hun, I think that guy, his recruitment's just really starting to uh, pick up now. So I think it's kind of wide open for him. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited to see these guys get on campus and see what they think about their time in South Bend because I'm with you. I see a uh, possible uh, summer commitment for a 26-passer. Remind me to call Christian Jones at 6.15 p.m. Sorry. Got to do this before. <laughs> You're a good boy. I, I got to call Christian Jones. Um, yeah, talking to him. Talk to Creed Thomas. Um, this is just me and Kyle having our conversations after the show, just during during it now. Um, just trying to give Kyle an update. And there's someone else I was talking to, but anyways. Uh, Eugene wants to know Boggs video, Mike. Please show us easy beats We're gonna sign off here in a minute. Um, but just Google Javon Boggs huddle. Um, real quick, uh, <laughs> Greg says, I want to hear about D-line recruiting. It's been a tough position for Notre Dame over the years. I, when I read that, I was like, yeah, kind of. It's not what it used to be. You know, the you know late great Lucy Mojo always talked about it being the white whale for, for Notre Dame recruiting. I don't think it's that much anymore. It's not like if you were to rank Notre Dame's best positional recruiting to worst, it's not you know, one or two or three. Um, it's probably middle of the pack, but I mean, they, I mean, Bryce Young, they just signed Bryce Young. He's a freak show. I mean, they, you know, they've been signing some good prospects uh, on the defense line. Logan Thomas last year. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean Sevillano is a, a highly productive player. Mike Goolsby absolutely loves. Um, yeah, I mean, Cole Mullins, I think, was about to be in line for a really big senior season. I know Notre Dame was pumped up about him. So um, that's kind of my thought on that real quick. Uh, and then in terms of the the position, it, it's da all eyes are on Damian Shanklin. 
the the uh, defensive end from Warren Central in Indianapolis, and then Notre Dame might also take a, a, a three tech along with the three that they already have committed. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think defense line recruiting is in a in a pretty good spot for Notre Dame. Joseph Reef just got a nice bump. Uh, Davion Dixon is, I, I just think, a solid interior defensive lineman. And then who's the other committed Kyle that I'm think I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting myself. We did have CJ May. I know they're down to four now. I always Three. forget this one. Um, oh, Burgess. Our guy Chris oh, Burgess. Yeah, Chris Burgess. And now you got one of the best prospects in, in, in Illinois. So uh and, and a highly ranked guy picked Notre Dame over Ohio State and Georgia. So I mean, I think that this twenty five defensive line class for Notre Dame is pretty good. But Kyle, do you want to comment on this? I'm with you, man. I, I think we can uh, start the way start, or end the show the way we started it, and that's probably you know talking about the uh, top one, two, or three most important guys in the uh, 25 class uh, remaining on the board. And I think Damian Shanklin is one of those guys. That's a guy they absolutely need to get. He's a guy that can play on that weak side defensive end. Um, Viper position. Notre Dame doesn't really have a guy like that in that class. I think Dominic Kulak could eventually end up there. Yeah. I think Damian Shanklin was born to play that position. And uh, that's that's absolutely going to be a top priority moving forward. You think Notre Dame lands Shanklin? I don't know. If it was today, yes. But I think there's a lot of stuff at play in this recruitment. I'm with you on that one. And I that's kind of what I've been hearing for before March now. We're talking about five months, you know, when Notre Dame offered him. It's like, I think this is going to be a long recruitment. Um, I think Notre Dame leads right now. But it, you know, that's right now. I don't know where this thing's going to go from here. But uh, he, he tweeted out today, Texas official visit. And he's coming. He's going to Notre Dame twice, right? Spring and summer. He's got trips locked in, so that's very encouraging. But just something in that old big Taco Bell gut of mine that's uh, just like mm, this one's going to be uh, a battle. Um, so something to certainly keep an eye on. Well, we're going to end the show right there, folks. If you enjoyed watching it, or even if you didn't, we would appreciate if you had the thumbs up on this YouTube video. Subscribe to our channel for more content if you are new here. And if you're listening via podcast, we appreciate you as well. Go to blueandgold.com for all your Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage. And, of course, podcast audience, you can check out our YouTube content. We have YouTube content that does not go on podcast form. Um, so multiple videos throughout the week that are more short form, so you can check those out. Uh, but just a quick peek at the chat. KMAC. Um, Michael, uh, Debbie, uh, Greg, Bleeberg, uh, really appreciate you guys. Jay Meager, TP, um, uh, Gene, Captain and Coke. Thank you guys for tuning in and, and all the other people who are watching and we're not commenting. Uh, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Uh, I actually have an article to write this weekend on Troy football recruiting. Um, right. I'm going to write about for the on three national site, Jared Parker's first recruiting class at uh, Notre Dame or at, Notre Dame, at Troy. Uh, so you can check that out probably early next week. Uh, and I'm sure Kyle's going to some concert or something, something music related for Mr. Kelly. And uh, yeah, I'll be hanging out and, and, and working on that article this weekend. So we're going to sign off. Thank you very much for makes a part of your day folks. And as always, we will catch you next time.